welcome to Vista Talks, interesting discussions with interesting people from all around the world. I'm your host for today, Priscilla Charles, and today I'm delighted to be joined in Studio 2 by our very own Thomas Murray. Uh, Thomas is CEO of Vista Tech. You're very welcome. I'm delighted to be here, Priscilla. Looking forward to it. Thanks. Thanks for being so um, let's move on and get on to the show. I'd like to jump right into uh, our discussion by discussing the upcoming Think Global Forum Summit Week uh, that is taking place from March the 8th to the 12th of 2021. You'll be delivering uh, the opening address for that uh, virtual event and uh, numerous global brands obviously will be in, in attendance uh, for what will obviously you know, be a fantastic event. Do you think that this particular event will be unique and what are you looking forward to? Well, I think it will be quite different um, in that, well, firstly, it's going to run over five days, which is a little um, unusual for, for these forums, but I suppose that's largely driven by the, the current circumstances. For me, I'm actually really looking forward to listening to uh, to Mel McVeigh from uh, from Condé Nast. I think that could be quite interesting, uh, particularly given the, the sphere that they operate in. And um, also, I believe we have um, Mark Pollock to give a, a, a masterclass, which again, I'm, I'm very interested to, to listen to that particular uh, piece. I think it'll be very um, motivational and very interesting, a different perspective on life perhaps uh, for some of us. So I am really looking forward to it. Uh, I am looking forward to it uh, very much and I'm sure uh, all of our guests uh, will as well. And uh, on the Thinkable Firm as well, I just wanted to touch on the fact that you are one uh, of the Thinkable Firm ambassadors, of course, and you've been involved with the organization and attending many of its events uh, since the launch in 2016, some of its opening addresses, of course. So um, how important is it, in your opinion, uh, to offer such a community and a platform of experts for all the C-level executives that, you know, from all these world's biggest brands, that are, you know, to meet and exchange ideas and discuss all the challenges and opportunities that are, um, you know, presenting uh, to them. Well, I suppose, Priscilla, if I'm honest, I was somewhat sceptical at the early stages of the Think Global Forum uh, initiative, and that's really no secret. However, I think by creating an environment where, you know, industry players can come together and exchange ideas, you know, there was always some concern, you know, that perhaps people may be a little bit proprietorial and they may be a little bit concerned about discussing their own particular strategies or, or, or challenges. However, you know, nothing could be further uh, from the truth. The forums have provided um, a very healthy environment where um, ideas can be exchanged. And most importantly of all, where we can listen to the, to the serious industry players and listen to their problems and challenges and see where they are going and what their expectations are. And in addition, we can, we can feed back um, what our uh, views and perspectives are across perhaps different verticals. But I think the, the sense of cooperation and collegiality that has come out of them has been uh, most impressive and not just in terms of the larger players that have participated. For me, I think one of the, the nicest things that I've seen out of it has been when we brought perhaps smaller startup organizations into the forums and especially when we brought nonprofits in and we could see that there was a willingness to help and support each other um, across um, not just the industries, but also the various types of organizations that we've seen participate. Um, the momentum that has been built up over the years really is a testament to the commitment that the brand ambassadors and the participants have brought to the forum. Mm -hmm. I think um, people were, um, once they got started, I think they were 
um, gratified by the audience and by the openness with which they were greeted. And that happened. That has happened across all verticals. And as I say, it is it is something that we are very proud of at Fistatech and very proud of to sponsor and be involved in. Absolutely. Well, thank you. And and uh, speaking of the Fin Global Forum, one of the other initiatives is obviously the Fin Global Awards. And we've announced uh, the, the latest shortlist uh, for the 2021 20, awards and will be announced in April 2021 as well. So this as well has been a fantastic success, you know, this year. And we've seen hundreds of, you know, um, individuals and organizations from all around the world applying. Um, so how do you think, how important is this initiatives, uh, in your opinion, that, that involves obviously large organizations and the language industry, communities, nonprofit organizations, startup, and a host of many other areas? I think it's very important because um, I think it's important to call out, um, should we say, exceptional behaviors or changes in direction. Um, and it isn't always something that, um, that, that gets recognized. Um, but I think one of the most important aspects of it is the um, the way that the awards are won. They are peer related. So it is your peers acknowledging your performance. And I think that adds great value to them. Um, it's really, you know, Vistatech, I suppose, works in the background of these things with the Think Global Forum to organize and manage it. But it is it is the, 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 the industry out there that, that drives the nominees and drives the winners. And from that point of view, I think um, that makes it all the sweeter for the winners. And I'm not going to give anything away, so you'll just have to wait and come back when the results are out. It's a surprise. Yes, indeed. Thank you. And, um... Uh, now I'd like to talk a little bit about the, the language industry that we mentioned. Uh, so, uh, and about VistaTech, of course, that you're the CEO of uh, uh, global organizations, you know, founded in 1997. And pre-pandemic, VistaTech uh, had already had a large part of its staff working from all around the world. Um, so did, do you think that it made it easier, you know, when it comes to a smooth transition to working remotely? And, and can you also tell us, you know, how maybe VistaTech remained agile during the last year? I think perhaps it was somewhat easier for us as an organization and perhaps even as an industry to transition. I think um, our industry in particular, Vistatech, um, was quite a dispersed organization. We had people and resources all around the world in every time zone. And I think in some ways you might be able to interchange you know, the word remote and dispersed. So for us, the transition wasn't as seismic as perhaps it might have been for other organizations. It was quite smooth. And I think we had a team that were quite used to working, you know, with um, dispersed and remote teams. So from that point of view, um, the move um, went very smoothly. But I would have to say in a large part um, down to the cooperation uh, of the teams uh, around the world. Like I, I take my hat off them. Like we just basically flicked a switch and we went 100% um, remote and hats off to the team. They really were fully bought in and, and participated wonderfully. So from that point of view, um, I think a large part of it is down to the staff. In terms of the agility, well, you know, I've said before, you know, that the requirements for agility um, within our industry are, are, are really only limited by the demands of our customers and they are um, quite strong. So as an organization, we have always been driven by agility. And, you know, this particular uh, set of circumstances in the pandemic with the pandemic did bring different requirements on us, but the ability to react 
to a client's requirements quickly, regardless of the driver for those client requirements, has always been something that's been in the DNA of Vistatech. So the requirements that were driven by the pandemic, certainly we were able to deal with them quickly. And I think because we had a wider perspective across a number of industry verticals, we were ideally placed to help perhaps some of those organizations that weren't as far down the, the content curve as perhaps others. So I think we dealt with it very well, but again, down to um, the team and the experience that has been built up in Vistatech over 20 years, over 20 years at this stage. That's true, yeah, over 20 years, 20, 24 years? <laughs> Maybe, <laughs> God, um, quite a while anyway. <laughs> a little while. And so we're talking about the language industry, the clients of Vistatech. So in the language industry, a lot of people obviously still refer to LSPs and localization and translation when they describe their businesses. But you've been speaking about the wider global content solutions and how Vistatech is a global content solutions provider for many years now. So can you maybe explain for our audience like the Vistatech approach here? Yeah, I think that, you know, the, the industry, you know, grew from, I suppose, what could be considered orthodox translation and localization of, you know, doc and manuals and so on. But, you know, we couldn't be further from that now than, than, than ever before. You know, when we talk about, um, you know, uh, content, it's not just doc, like it's, it's every form and medium of communication out there. So, you know, the organization Vistatech has evolved a long way from its, its origins in terms of traditional Orthodox localization and translation. In fact, it's probably less than half of our business at this stage, but that's the nature of the, the, the industry and the demands that have been put on our customers in terms of the content, the type, the nature, the speed um, that's required out there. So, you know, our organization has evolved massively, um, you know, where from large, small projects, but primarily, I think we have moved um, towards probably the, the, the more uh, higher end, perhaps uh, aspects of content generation and content creation and content, uh, contact, content review. Um, so for us, it's been an evolution, but largely driven by the demands of our customers. Okay. And we're talking about, you know, Vistatech being agile and, you know, differentiating itself from other organizations. Now, I'd like to talk about, you know, Vistatech being highly regarded as being at the forefront of technology. You know, mm. love to, uh, thank you our uh, applied technology group uh, so um, really we can say Vistatech in, in one sense technology agnostic and in, yet in another one also build uh, bespoke client solutions can you tell me a little bit about this uh, ATG group for the yeah um, I think while the the, the the strategy that we have around um, technology is somewhat unique um, that particular strategy arises from something quite different, in, I think. Um, as an organization, when we approach a client or a client's problem, what we try and do is approach it from the point of view of helping the client to achieve their goals, okay? So ultimately, that's what we want to do. How we go about that is nothing to do or doesn't start from the, you know, what technologies are available. If a client wants to achieve X, what we try and work out is what is the best way to achieve X. And arising from that, we will look at it from a technology, from a process, from our structural point of view, and we will arrive at the best way to achieve that. So from that point of view, we don't particularly care which piece of technology or which piece of process or which piece of structure. Um, those things aren't preordained within Vistatech. 
what is preordained that we want to help the client achieve um, its goals. So and following on from that, we arrive at a technology solution. Now, naturally, as all clients' uh, requirements will vary and be different, um, you will end up with different processes and different approaches and different technologies. So very early on, it was clear to us that we didn't and weren't going to arrive at a one-size-fits-all for mm -hmm. our customers. So from a technology point of view, we will provide what we believe to be the best fit of technology for the requirements of any particular client, which results in uh, Vistatech applying a wide variety of technologies across a wide variety of clients. Again, all bespoke and those that we believe and hopefully the client believes are best suited to solve their problems. So the, the, the concept of uh, technology agnosticism didn't arise out of a technology discussion within Vistatech. It arose from a, 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 a discussion around what is the best way to help our clients achieve their goals. And arising from that, this concept of, I suppose, technology agnosticism arose. And then out of that, we have the ATG group, which helps, helps us implement th those particular types of solutions. And fantastic brands joining uh, yeah, Vistatech. Yes, yeah, I think that, that's certainly been um, a, a, a key uh, win, I think, over the years for, for Vistatech. When we do um, engage with a client, it, it, it is, um, in our DNA to, to, to stick with that client and to grow with them and evolve with them, both in terms of the commitment to the client, but also in terms of our techno technical ability to service their needs. And, you know, I think that's been uh, well proven over the 20 plus years that we have been in business, that most of our clients have been with us for a very long time. And those that do, those of our newer um, uh, uh, customers are hugely impressed with the ATG team and with the flexibility that they offer. We don't, you know, have something in terms of technology suite that we're trying to sell. That's not what we're about. What we do is we solve global content challenges for our customers, and that can be technical, linguistic, structural process, whatever it is. But our aim is to provide the best solution, not a particular type of solution. Thanks. And as CEO, you've commented in the past that it's it's not uh, uncommon in th that extremely complex challenges that international brands are faced with end up being solved by us. And obviously, we see more and more companies reaching out to us when they've exhausted other industry options. Tell us a little bit about this, because we've mentioned so the ATG, which obviously, you know, is an advantage and makes a difference. So what else can you tell us about, you know, why, why people come, come to this? I think because there are certain principles, I think, that under, underpin how um, Vistatech works, you know, agility, professionalism. Um, one of the things that I think is really important is integrity. Um, and, you know, that's, I suppose, if you like an overarching principle that I think is really important for everyone uh, within Vistatech. Um, it's absolutely clear. Um, from me to everybody in the organization that you must deal with all of your stakeholders, customers included, with integrity. If you ask a question of somebody in Vistatech, you will get a straight answer and you will get an honest answer and you will get a 110% commitment to, to, to achieve your goals. Um, those principles or those attitudes or that ethos that exists within Vistatech, I think is absolutely critical to the success of Vistatech. And that I think is um, attested to by the fact of the longevity of the, the, the customers that stay with us and the, the, the levels of um, 
commitment that we see from our staff in the number of years that they have worked with us. And I think those that, that wider attitude to customer success and customer commitment, um, for me, from where I sit, is you know the ingredients and the, the building blocks of the success of our organization. And you know, it's something that I'm very proud of. And, and now I'd like to discuss um, the pandemic that, you know, um, that obviously has had a huge impact on, on many of us, uh, psychologically and socially speaking. And so obviously during, you know, even during the global pandemic, global company solutions continue to be a major requirement uh, trend. Mm -hmm. And Visitech has continued to grow. So, uh, mm -hmm many customers coming on board, uh, which is fantastic. So we've also experienced growth in existing customer business. So while on one hand, we are fortunate not to be in a business sector that has been significantly uh, impacted. We are also, you know, helping many brands reach new markets and customers. So, uh, which is, I would say, probably seen as critical at the moment, don't you think? Yeah, I think so. I think for a lot of customers, you know, um, the pandemic changed their business paradigm you know how they engaged with their customers you know closed overnight for in a, in a lot of cases uh, particularly you know for the bricks and mortar um, side of the economy and they suddenly found themselves um, in a situation where they had zero trade and they had to turn their business model on their heads and that's where you know our experience can be brought to bear and you know i think as you say we have had a very successful uh, last year or so um, and a lot of that is down to the fact that the pandemic did drive change within the global economies of how um, our customers engage with their customers. Um, and that, you know, that certainly was a positive for us, but we were able to help um, our customers um, engage in new ways. Now, some customers did suffer more than others, and, you know, as best we can, we have facilitated those. But we would expect over time um, to see um, um, all of our customers return um, to, to previous levels of activity, if not if not more. Um, but yes, it has been quite a trying time. And again, you know, the the successes that we have had again are down to you know the the the, the efforts of the team in Vistatech to, to help our customers and to drive on. Thanks. And and speaking of the pandemic, uh, just to 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 end this interview before before we wrap up you, you recently commented and said you know that for many uh, 2020 has been a year you know that none of us would have expected or you know predicted at any level really, of course and you spoke also about these terms you know in terms of societal and social level so Vistatech has been supporting a number of charities throughout 2020 and continues to do so as we speak how important is it in your opinion to for Vistatech to give back and support the community I think it's hugely important. I think if anything, if we've learned anything from uh, the pandemic, particularly at a societal level, you know, we we have seen that actually we are quite social creatures, and you know that isolation that the pandemic has brought has been quite tough on large sections of society, and it has impacted um, many many um, people. And I think it is really incumbent and important on us to acknowledge those that have really gone the XVR, most particularly for Vistatech, we would, we would have taken the view that we wanted to, I suppose, thank and acknowledge the efforts of frontline workers. And we have done that across relevant charities and directly in some cases to certain care centers as best we can. Um, I think um, it is vitally important. We have been lucky in that our organization has survived and thrived. We have been able to um, offer all of our staff, you know, the, the, the ability to remote to work from home or be flexible um, 
to, to a greater or lesser extent. That opportunity hasn't been there for everyone. So from a society point of view, you know, we have a responsibility to make sure that, you know, those of us who have been lucky enough to, to continue have a responsibility, perhaps to those that haven't. So the giving back part of it and the acknowledging the work um, of those frontline workers, I think, is really important. And, you know, it's, it's something that, that we will continue to do. Thanks. And finally, um, is there anything else you'd like to share with our audience today before, before we end this interview? Yeah, I suppose um, if I might just maybe step away from the business part for a moment, you, you, you mentioned, you know, that 2020 had been a most unusual year for all of us and regrettably 2021 has started in the same vein. If I have any message for those people or for people listening or watching, um, it would be please adhere to the public health advice that, you, that we are being given. You know, the route out of this is to listen to the science and listen to the medical advice and I would urge any and all people to adhere to the public advice that you've been given and hopefully we'll come out of this and get back to some level of normality be it whether it's totally normal or not and um, it will be better and we just have to hold on to that thought and get through this thank you so much um well i'm afraid it is already the end of today's show uh so thank you so much for your time we appreciate it and i'm sure our audience is really keen to listen or watch this episode so thanks again and uh, we look forward to having you on the show again, Tom. My pleasure, Priscilla. Thank you very much. Thank you. So it's already today, uh, the end of today's show with Thomas Murray, CEO of Vistatech. Please make sure to tune in again to listen or watch uh, our next Vistatalks episode, where we'll be discussing interesting topics with interesting people from all around the world. Thank you. <laughs>